Welcome to the Fire Trainers Podcast, part of the ConcealedCarry.com network. This is Season 5, Episode 19, published on July 11th, 2023. This episode, we'll be talking to Patrick Collins from The Gun Food, talking about the 2023 Train to Learn event, something you don't want to miss. I'm your host, Rob Beckman. Sit back and relax for this week's episode of the Fire Trainers Podcast. This episode is also brought to you by our friends at the FTA, the Fire Trainers Association. Visit their website at ftaprotect.com to learn more about their instructor coverage they offer and their competitive pricing. If you're a certified instructor, you can apply for FTA coverage. And remember, listening to this podcast can get you 10% off on your policy by entering the special promo code of FTP10 at checkout. Remember, FTP10 at checkout. This episode is brought to you by Palm Pepper Spray. Palm has been an innovator in pepper spray technologies for several generations and continues to deliver the best formula in the best delivery system. Palm sells inert, water-filled units for instructors to utilize in training scenarios to help students understand the delivery system and train for those defensive scenarios. Palm is available in belt clip, keychain, and snap quick-release systems. Palm is the smallest half-ounce personal carry unit available on the market. Palm's flip-top dispensing system raises the standard for performance and safety with the strongest legal formula in 10 seconds of continuous spray or 20 half-second burst. Learn more and buy your unit at palmpepperspray.com. We bring you this podcast, support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearm instructor in America dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. Today, we're joined by Patrick Collins, CEO of The Gun Food. Welcome to the podcast, Patrick, and thank you for taking time for our listeners tonight. Hey, Rob, no, thank you for having me. Okay. Well, in case they don't know who Patrick Collins is from The Gun Food, can you give our listeners a little bit of your background on what you do in the 2A community? All right. Well, um, yeah, I started, I started uh, in the 2A community about 15 years ago, 10, 15 years ago. Actually, let's just say here, about 13 years ago, to be honest with you, about 2010. Things were kind of going a little haywire, as we all know. And, um, you know, someone had said, hey, why don't you go shooting with us sometimes? So I said, all right, I'll go shooting. Uh, that turned into competition shooting, and that was a lot of fun. I um, he, he convinced me to start actually competing. And when I got there, I was partnered up with quite a few of the high-end, high-tier grandmasters. Uh, <laughs> and, and I was just like, wait a second, why am I, why am I shooting after this guy? Like, <laughs> this is going to be horrible. Um, but needless to say, I did competition shooting for about five years. Um, and then, uh, they said, you have an interesting way of talking to people. How about potentially becoming an instructor? So in 2015, I got my instructor credentials, um, and, uh, taught all around the country at that time. And that was a lot of fun. I was like, okay, what's next? Then I was tapped on the shoulder. Hey, why don't you go and speak on, uh, on the state capitol and, and speak for pro gun, uh, pro gun rights? And I was like, wow, okay, well, <laughs> let me just talk about my experience with firearms, something simple. Uh, and then I talked about, you know, how firearms do enable folks to have the ultimate equalizer, um, especially folks that are not as capable of physically protecting themselves as uh, everybody likes or seems to think they are. Um, and uh, from there, I exited the political realm, per se. I'm still kind of involved, dibble dabble here and there. And uh, now I um, I started a company basically when the ammo crunch started to hit in 2019, 2020, somewhere around there. 
um, I had uh, instructors that were contacting me um, for my previous life as an instructor. And they, they were like, hey, I can't find any ammo anywhere. I know you're a competition shooter. Do you have any leads on ammo? And I said, well, actually, yes, I do. Here, here's a case of ammo for you. Um, so you, you do that 10, 15 times a week. And at the rate that uh, ammo was going for at the time, that was big time money. Um, you know, looking at $300 a case uh, times 20, that's, that's, that's a lot of money. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, when the bank tellers started to get to know my name, that's when I said, you know what, let me make this business legit and, and set up some services around it as well and turn it into a logistics service. Um, and uh, we've been rolling ever since. Uh, I opened up my consumer doors probably in 2021 at the end of 2021 and uh it's been uh an adventure ever since <laughs> mm-hmm. well that's a that's a very interesting background how you in the last 13 years have how we've gotten today and uh you and i met in person at uh kevin dixie's train to learn event over memorial day 2023 and uh wanted to go along and give give our viewers a little bit of a review because they had kevin dixie on uh previously talking about the train to learn event but uh, you, you and I both have uh, firsthand experience now from going to the Train to Learn event, and I think it would be very useful for our listeners to kind of hear what we went through and even some of our thoughts about how how we're going to apply what we learned for it. So do you want to go along and explain uh, how, how things went day one when we were there uh, and, and arriving and what, what we went through? Yeah, yeah. So the, the Train to Learn, it's like a, uh, it's a three-day event. Um, and day one it was basically focused on business development, right? So you, you were taught strategy, you were taught marketing, and a lot of things that uh, instructors, business owners, and uh, small business owners, and, and, and folks that are in the industry, but they're aside of the actual tactical action of, of being in the industry, forget about. Um, and that was really eye opening for a lot of folks. Like you know, I, I can I can shoot a dime at at four hundred yards. That's great. But how do you show that to your customers and how do you reach the proper audience? And, and that was uh, it was really eye opening. Um, so that that first day, it, it really taught us a lot about how to apply these tactics to engage with your audience and successfully actually reach them. Because um, you got to remember all of most of uh most of how we reach our customers, uh, you know, whether it's a podcast or uh, YouTube or Instagram, you could be throttled back or shut off almost instantly without any warning. Um, so how do you keep that revenue and that stream going so that it can be uh, uh, continuous and, and just basically help your business thrive? Mm-hmm. Well, and multiple income streams. For we're going to have uh, Zeke Stout on uh, next week talking about uh, modern gun school and you know how you can be a gunsmith and that one of the things that um, you know that I took away from day one specifically was those multiple revenue streams and expanding things out because as a firearm instructor I'd like to be able to instruct you know five days a week but in reality I'm, I'm not I'm only teaching you know a couple weekends a month. And if I diversify my income streams, that could be beneficial, you know, without a doubt. 
Yeah, yeah, it, it definitely you have to expand and broaden your your view of what you do and how important you are to the society too. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that from from when I started. I, I was an instructor and I was just like, I'm just teaching. That's all I'm doing is I'm just teaching. And then folks were like, Well, why don't you show up and do podcasts? Why don't you show up on uh, on state capitals and talk about talk about your experience and how you enable people? And I was just like, Wow, I can do that. And then it just turned into this big snowball of what we are today, which is the gun food. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the things that I, that I really took away, um, the business development that um, they, they talked about, they had Mike Bauer from the SCCA talking about that and and uh, Zeke Stout uh, talking about it from Modern Gun School was Kevin Dixie's talking about the VIPs, which I thought was really good because we were there and there were 60 or so-ish people uh, in the room. And we had we had people like Kevin Dixie, we had people like Tony Simon, we had people like Matt Mallory. Names that, if you look in the industry, there's a lot of people that know who they are um, yeah. for. Uh, but when you go along, and Kevin Dixie really broke it down well, I thought of uh, the VIPs that we want that that we have to remember about aren't necessarily there's one or two people where we go along. Wow. You know, they've been on the cover of this magazine or they've been on this uh, you know news channel. The VIPs that are really there. He brought up and I don't know how he selected the people, but I thought it was very well, well represented were those initial shooters who were a single mom who had kids who had, who were interested in guns, but weren't necessarily over the top with the guns. And those are the people that we need to reach more so than the uh, celebrities, let's say, because they're our audience for it. the celebrities yes they're nice to know and everything else like that but they're one they're two but how many of those vips are out there that are single moms or they are you know family members that that we need to remember that when we're building our content when we're you know building our classes so that people can go and you know really take advantage of the information we're sharing because all of us that were there had our own ways of you know we were writing blog articles we had instagram channels we had podcasts but at the same time, we were all serving that same dem- demographic to try to go along and make those, you know, more knowledgeable people to and have and live a safer life. Yeah, yeah. Attention retention. Uh, yeah, it, it really plays a big part, uh, especially if you're looking to grow. Now, we can all talk in the echo chamber of the same people and and it just becomes a long, monotonous uh, conversation about one single topic. But if we really, truly want to grow this industry, which I believe all of us want to, it's important for us to grow mm-hmm. the industry, to grow within the industry. We really need to engage with those uh, folks that are on the fringes of, of what we talk about and what we do um, and, and also engage with those that are not quite uh, supportive of it, too. Um, there's a lot of folks out there that, you know, they're they, they understand it, but they don't want to admit that. They either want to be part of the community or that they even know about the community. They just want to dismiss it and say, that's horrific. Let's just move on. Um, But, you know, the more folks we get involved, the better off we'll be. Yeah. The one thing I thought was really, um, really, really good. And I can't find it in my notes what her name was. Um, Oh, wait. Yes, I did. First person was Jesse. And she was the first VIP uh, that Kevin introduced and uh you know she she had a child she worked in food service you know very what i would call very typical 
of you know who our audience uh will will be that we're trying to address and trying to retain and then we've got and then we had greg and greg greg was a truck driver father of four who liked barbecue and you go along and think about that's you know those are just very mainstream america type of people and we've got to keep those in in mind when we're building content because those are the people that we're going to make a difference in their life uh for and i thought it was a really good point that kevin made because yeah you can get wrapped up in doing a whole bunch of cool stuff um you know fast videos uh and such and if that's your channel that's way of doing it that's great but keep one thing in mind that that doesn't really translate over into anything somebody can apply when somebody's uh you know a truck driver and he's trying to figure out how to pay the bills at the end of the week and figuring out you know can he get a few extra loads in on saturday to help pay for his kids braces or something else like that yeah and you know what you brought up a good point too because a lot of times we are focused on the high end um the the pricey firearms and and you know this is this is what you need this is absolutely the last thing you'll ever buy and some people are looking at it from the aspect of i'm trying to get from point a to point b you know uh and i mean not to downplay certain firearms but you do have some high-end firearms and you got some firearms that are a little more on the affordable aspect And, and and your average new shooter is not ready to buy a five thousand dollar pistol like Mm -hmm. let's just you know uh you know the cost of entry does not need to be that high and it Mm -hmm. doesn't need to be that difficult either yeah i I was actually pleasantly surprised um bursa was one of the sponsors at the event and i never had really shot a bursa before but i actually found it to be a be a very reliable decent firearm um, I'm more of a Glock guy, but at the same time, it gave me a new appreciation for um, Bursa and the quality they have and the products they make. So, you know, that that was that was one of those things where, you know, over the three days, I, I walked away with a better appreciation of Bursa and the quality they put into their firearms. Yeah, I kind of I kind of wish I uh I kind of wish I had a Bursa. I mean, after after the display that the two folks did there and um, just learning about their firearms, it, as an instructor, it might be what your student has. He, I mean, it, it seemed like a pretty decent pistol and pretty decent rifle. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, let's let's move on to uh, day two because that, that yeah. was that was that was the range day and uh i know i got up early in the morning and i was there in the parking lot bright and early and but i wasn't sure what to what to expect also well uh how'd things go for you uh things went really well uh i mean you know so first of all we had four um seminars if you will uh they were approximately 90 minutes apiece, and they had a little break in between um and, and you know these are top-notch folks these are the, the 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 best of the best so they were hand selected to teach what they taught and they were very good at what they taught um doesn't matter if you were like myself a former competition shooter or uh you know if you're into rifles and hunting distance shot uh, shooting or even self-defense or, or medical it didn't matter because these folks were hand selected and they were brought in because they knew exactly what they were doing um so it started off uh i actually went through an interesting rotation i had the firearms portion first and then i went to the non-firearms portions and i was directly opposite you then yeah yeah 
So, I mean, you, you probably, I mean, again, we didn't know what to expect. You know, we, we got out, we're like thinking, okay, how many rounds are we loading a magazine? How much, how many rounds will we need? Let me gear all up. Let me carry everything. Like we're about to, you know, go do some work per se on the range. And it was just like, no, just take a break real quick and understand that you're here to learn. And, um, you know, for, especially as fellow instructors, it's like, okay, well, I, I guess I, Need a not need to step down a notch here, and let's, let's see what happens. Um, and in fact, I provided that feedback to Kevin. I said it humbled a lot of instructors. You know, you know what you know, and you don't know what you don't know. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, well, uh, oh, there was uh, Trayvon uh, Barbary that were there, and he was uh, amazing to watch. He's a he's a good competition shooter, but at the same time, I can remember when he first had our line uh, shooting, we were basically about twice as slow as he was <laughs> <laughs> not good you know a lot lot i mean we got better after a couple tries and everything but at the same time it just goes along shows you that you know we've all got room for improvement um yeah you know, trayvon excellent shooter uh for it and uh even the experienced experienced instructors there had to pick up the pace a little bit to you know get close to what his times were yeah yeah, I mean, Trayvon's an excellent shooter. I, I never actually got a chance to compete with him. Uh, he is a few years younger than myself, but uh, yeah, it, he was an excellent shooter, taught a lot, especially to the uh, the uh, felt other instructors, because a lot of instructors are teaching the basic to intermediate level coursework where it's, you know, uh, find that reset and, and uh, you know, depress the trigger slowly and stuff like that. But when it comes to drawing that firearm, you got to be fast doing it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. yeah. Although here, here's here's a uh, cringe worthy moment uh, from uh, Trayvon when he started shooting. The uh, first couple shots that he uh, took were wide left, wide out, not just out of the A zone or the B zone, but all the way out in the C zone. And he wasn't sure what was going on. Took a couple more shots, and this has happened. I know it's happened to me as an instructor before. His sights had wiggled loose. We were one of we were his, we were his afternoon group, and mm. it was one of those things where you know we all went along, shook our head. It's like, yeah, we've been there, done that before. To where you you know, no matter how good you think you might be, check your equipment because it might might have got something might have wiggled loose since uh, since the morning or something along those lines. And somebody you know, real quick, grabbed a set of a set of screwdrivers. He fixed it and he was back in the A zone without a question, but it was just a very um, a poignant reminder that, you know, check your equipment regularly, you know, oil it, make sure, you know, your rifles, make sure, make sure things are working. Even if you go along, I, mean, I just, I just shot it this morning. It should be still be good. It should be. But then what happens if it's not? And that and it was a good, good reminder for uh, all our instructors there that, you know, just double check your, your equipment. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's that was interesting. I didn't know about that. Uh, he was he was spot on when uh, he was shooting with our group. So mm -hmm. <laughs> we had him early. Um, yeah, we're right after lunch, and everybody's like, "Oh, you had too much to eat for lunch." And he's like, "No, I'm pulling the shots for some reason." And well, two minutes later, we figured out why he was pulling shots. His uh, red dot was loose, which hey, that happens. That happened. Yeah. Well, how did you yeah. like? Um, uh, Jason, oh, oh, or over there uh, from Y, uh, from Y Tech on the rifle range. 
Oh, Jason was awesome. Let me tell you, uh, you know, I brought a couple of different rifles. I didn't know what to expect. And to be honest with you, I, and you had a chance to fire my 5.7. I was about to take the whole mm -hmm. uh, a whole course with 5.7, you know, both the PCC and the pistol. And, and um, you know, Jason said, no, nah, just do it with the five, uh, five, five, six. And I said, okay, I'll, I'll just do it with the standard round everybody else is using. And uh, he had us doing some interesting things. I mean, by what time we got there, we got there around nine. So by 11 o'clock in the morning, I'm sitting there laying on the, on the grass, shooting from mouse holes and, 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 and you know, right side, left side switching. And it was, it was something else with his course. And I mean, he had a shooting targets that were about 35 feet out, you know, maybe about that distance. And then he had a shooting at a, a target that was 150 feet. And that was 150 uh, yards, 150 yards. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yes. 150 <laughs> yards. Let me, let me clarify that. <laughs> I know folks are like, yeah, that should be easy with irons, but uh, uh, yeah, it was a little bit challenging and it wasn't painted. It wasn't mm -hmm. painted on, on offers. So, um, yeah, that was very challenging to do. Um, but we, some of us managed to hit it. I actually did that course suppressed. Um, and he said, you know, you're a man of my heart because you brought a suppressor. And I'm like, hey, this is my home defense setup. I, if I'm going to use it, this is the way it's going to be. Mm -hmm. um, and it was pretty interesting. Folks had all different types of rifles there and uh, different types of slings. You know, you get, you know, one point, two point slings. Um, and the drills that he had us running, it was like, well, have you actually practiced with your single point or, or, or dual, uh, dual point uh, sling? And it's like, no, not really. <laughs> you know, I, I, uh, I told them my, my, my rifle set up for close quarters and, and, you know, a more urban environment, you know, I wouldn't necessarily need to take a shot at 150 yards with my home defense rifle. Uh, I don't live in a mansion or per se, but, uh, <laughs> you know, he was like, yeah, well, well, let's see if you can do it with your home defense rifle. <laughs> I was like, really? Oh boy, here we go. Um, but yeah, really informative. Uh, gave us some really good tips. I don't know about you, but, um, did he, I don't know if he had you shooting from your, from your knees or shooting from your left knee and right knee. Yep. We um, did. We did that. Yeah, that was quite interesting. And the concept behind shooting like that. Now, we're always told as an instructor that teaches in, in that type of environment, hide your body, right? So you don't want any of your appendages out like that. However, if you are shooting at a distance a target, um, your appendage is a little bit less revealed at that distance. Uh, and it's less more, it's less of a target than, than a round head or a uh, torso. Mm -hmm. and so I, it's interesting and then also to get up and be able to move around a barricade um it makes it a lot easier i don't know about you but i was once i got down and got back up i was like oh that was easier than what i thought i would have to do <laughs> yeah that was one thing um you know shot rifle you know a bunch mm -hmm. before but that was the first time where uh, you know it's like okay we're going to shoot from this side and go and rotate to that side and go from this barricade to that barricade which gave in my mind gave a lot of opportunity to feel what it felt like to do it on one knee versus the other knee and build transition quickly. And, uh, Jason had a lot of good, good points there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a lot of great points. Um, and, and in fact, I was, I was talking to him a little bit earlier today, um, trying to coordinate some stuff with him and he's, uh, 
yeah, he's a really excellent teacher, excellent teacher. Hopefully, I get to take one of his courses up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was on uh, one of the earlier podcasts uh, talking about his rifle course, but uh, I haven't been able to make it out to Wyoming yet. So hopefully one of these times I will uh, we'll be able to make it out there because Jason puts on a very good course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, what did you think about the uh, first aid wow. course they had? Yeah. Oh, man, Michael Martin. <laughs> he, he, he is uh, amazing. I mean, he he wrote the books that are taught for the USCCA curriculum for first aid, first triage, Mm -hmm. um, and first response. Um, that, that course alone was completely worth it. I I literally wanted to walk away asking him how much would it cost for all of the stuff that we just used and and just build me, um, uh, wealth of knowledge with, with applied skills. I mean, he's a, he's a, um, firefighter paramedic, um, Mm -hmm. first triage, uh, I mean, he's seen some stuff, um, and he has to know how to treat that stuff, or at least make responsible decisions medically, so that you can uh, potentially save a life. Um, you know, his course was was very very nice. The drills that he had us running um, were very challenging too. Um, I don't know if you guys or if anybody really has worked in a team environment and quickly develop a team to take action to do something that might save someone's life but it is very challenging it's Mm -hmm. you know the coordination the all right who's communicating who's calling this uh, who's calling the emergency services who is helping right who is clearing the way right you you might rip open a package but then the package falls on the patient you don't want the package on the patient take the package off packaging off um and then also the same thing with moving a patient if you ever have to move a patient on a soft stretcher uh, that was pretty interesting um and of course i i kind of told everybody all right let's get in the process of marching i think we can make better progress instead of everybody taking a stride at their own pace let's sing a song together let's go let's let's get this person out of mm-hmm. here that really worked out we stepped yeah. it up the other team <laughs> the one thing that's that's really neat and uh listen the instructors that are listening probably should take note of this michael martin what he demonstrated uh during the train to learn event was the new emergency first aid uh, uh uh fundamentals that he's developed and updated so in the expo that's coming in september uh it'll be released michael was telling me and uh, we got to have a first-hand look at it and it has uh some definitely different exercises different drills to really make it make the course material even that much more valuable because so much of the course material previously was uh you know fairly static you know some presentation lecture as well as uh, some hands-on but this is definitely much more hands-on to where you've got to work on the coordination and be able to move people which i think is very valuable when you're in a instructing situation because you may have a situation where you've got to take somebody because first you know, the emergency uh, services might be a half hour away. Well, I would rather meet them 15 minutes down the road than to go along with them to drive a half hour here and then a half hour uh, to the hospital type of thing mm-hmm. to speed things up. So yeah. that, was, that was good. I, I enjoyed Michael Martin's uh, event there, say the least. And uh, it was, it was uh, a lot of fun. Yeah, one of the things I took away from his uh, course too was the different types of tourniquets mm-hmm. and, and the benefits of some over others. And, um, you know, it's just very informative overall. 
Yep. With that, without a doubt. And, uh, being able to hang out with Michael Martin for, uh, three days was also pretty cool too. Cause he's, he's, he's a, he's a cool dude. I, I, yeah. I gotta say that. Oh, well, what do you think about, uh, the force on force? So Matt Mallory, Matt Mallory and I, we, we, we've been friends for quite a while now. In fact, uh, you, you probably won't see us apart from each other if you ever run into us at any of the shows, but, uh, very interesting. I've never actually taken one of Matt Mallory's courses. He's he's just a buddy of mine, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I sat there and I'm like, okay, you talk about different courseworks. We share curriculums together. Let's see how he delivers this and how he connects with his audience, which are the students, which were us. And so I'm I'm sitting there and I'm taking notes and I'm like, Matt is on top of his game. He he provided uh, um, numerous different situations um, where. You really have to critically think about when you can deploy and what type of tool you can deploy. Um, sometimes, you know, the, the nail doesn't always need the hammer, right? Um, and, and other times, yeah, it's immediate and then you need to take action. Um, yeah, his force on force uh, training was, was quite interesting. I, I wish we had more time um, with all N- of them. N- 90 minutes went a lot awfully fast. Awfully yeah. fast. Yeah, it went awfully fast, especially if you if you're if you're preparing to demonstrate something and it takes you 15 to 20 minutes and then you're doing it for two minutes, you're already at 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, you know, the, the 90 minutes and I get it. I mean, you can only spend so much time learning. Um, but uh, overall, just the, the training learn was just an amazing experience. I would recommend it for uh, any anybody who's in the industry or anybody who even owns a firearm. I mean, you can learn a lot, uh, especially if you're new. You can really, really learn a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. yeah there's the, it was the training learn, I, w- I would say, wasn't just focused at instructors, wasn't just uh, focused on uh, in social media influencers. It, it wasn't even focused on, um, you know, just uh, shooters. It was it was a very broad spectrum that gave you a lot of a uh, lot, lot of feel for in a lot of different areas for it and uh, would highly recommend it. Well, the um, evenings activities on day two ended with a uh, spectacular fireworks show there. <laughs> that was that was uh, very very cool to uh, be there. Uh, it was about a ten minute fireworks show, and uh, very uh, they 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 spent some quality money on uh, fireworks to say the least. Yeah, I never would thought that someone could do that on their own. I mean, you know, I'm I'm originally from Boston, so I'm used to the Fourth of July fireworks, which you know it's a thirty five minutes of insaneness, um, and. 10 minutes of, of the fireworks after a full day of an event. And I'm sitting there recording it. Like, I don't know if I should really stop this record because <laughs> this, this is good content. Like it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I was like, wow, that, that, that was quite a show. I, I actually applauded afterwards. It wasn't just a matter of Curtis, you know, being courteous. It was a matter of, wow, I'm impressed. Yeah. And uh, day two, uh, we, we met, eight o'clock in the morning i know i didn't roll back into bed at the hotel until uh 1 a.m it was a full day of activities uh got got an opportunity to meet uh several of the sponsors of the train and learn uh and talk to them uh after the fireworks and, and in between the trainings and such and it was uh it was a very very informative day i came away with uh quite a quite a few notes of things i needed to follow up on 
Yes, yes, as, as did I. I actually just sent out an email today uh, following up with all the contacts there. And I mean, there were some big time folks there, including you yourself, Rob. Um, well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I, I was actually surprised when I turned around and saw your name on, you know, I was like, wait a second, I know, speak a little bit. And I was like, yes. That is rough. Um, but I mean, there were some, uh, uh, you know, key folks there I, from all different levels, you know, all different involvements in the 2A community. Uh, from, from We had a couple of uh, new shooters that were there. Right. Um, mm-hmm. You know, relatively new shoot all the way up to uh, former recon. Um, and, and uh you know, we had quite a few folks that, that uh, run their own companies that are notably known in, in the industry mm-hmm. um, there. And I was just like, wow, it was a good mix of people. And we got to network with them. Yeah, you just had to have a desire to learn. That was the uh, only qualification for coming to the train to learn. Mm-hmm. That was great. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, I know uh, day three, they started a little bit later. It was nine o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> when, when they started they gave us an hour to, uh, to sleep in and such but um what were what uh day three um was the day that we were able to go along and record content uh that's where people could interview people on uh on video we could go along and test out uh the equipment that sponsors like Brownells and and Primary Arms uh, brought, as well as uh, shoot off more of the Phoenix ammunition that was uh, brought there too, and test things out. Um, obviously, from a firearm trainer podcast, we didn't record any uh, video at that time, but made a whole lot of uh, connections there where we'll be having uh, a lot of the, a lot of those connections on the show to talk about their different pieces and what they can do to help out an instructor with. But what were some of the key vendors or key people that you uh got to spend a little time with on uh on sunday for in day three so i connected with uh of course the folks at mantis they're always coming up with cool stuff uh especially for instructors and shooters for that matter um uh, the folks at mantis uh greg uh grant was there and uh just the display which also kind of carried over from the first day because we had that uh the shoot house there in the laser tag area mm-hmm. yeah that we, was for, we forgot to talk about that in day one that was that was cool doing a shoot house and a laser tag with a ar with the mantis blackbeard system instead of the normal laser tag lasers yeah yeah and so it measured efficiency and it let you know i think i scored a 94 or 96 i actually did pretty good i was a little slow but I was more methodical than rushing through a building and, you know, trying to find, they said there were five bad guys in there or something like that. And I didn't run a rush through it and then get ambushed or shot from behind. So I kind of took my time with it. Um, but yeah, Mantis, uh, great products. Uh, you know, I got, got a chance to speak with Grant afterwards as well. Um, and, and the, just the connection and the networking that he provided was great. Um, tactical life, um, those guys had um, amazing products. They're they're into PCCs, and as you know, I'm into PCCs as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they're into uh, making all different types of components, great components for firearms. And um, uh, I'll have a video coming out soon on a review on one of them because, uh, as you know, I, I'm into suppressors. I'm into all different types of ammunition and some of their... Um, 
developments that they're working on. I don't even think they has, that product has a name yet, but I thought it was quite interesting to have it. And I told them, I said, I would literally buy this from you right now if you told me a price. Um, and then, uh, of course, you know, uh, reconnecting with uh, Matt Mallory and seeing where the next training is and how we can, um, you know, help them out there as well as uh, Jason over at Wyotech. Um, mm-hmm. gave me some great insight. So I had brought, I had brought about, uh, about five long guns. And so he gave me some great insight and great content, um, about reviewing. What are you using your firearm for? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, Jason's in the middle of Wyoming. Wyoming has less people in it than the city I live in currently of Atlanta. Right. <laughs> um, so the entire state, uh, there's nobody there versus here where I'll run into folks left and right. Um, but of course our configurations are very different um and and he provided a lot of insight as for you know this might be good if you just take a little thing here put an lvpo on this instead of your red dot and you'll have the best of both worlds and i was like wow i never really thought about that i kind of purposely build a lot of my rifles but if you want to have a a good generic rifle he, uh, he would be definitely the person to consult with um you know, and then talking to Michael Martin about uh, building kits, um, you know, it's it's great. Uh, a lot of people forget that even though we're in the firearms industry, part of our responsibility is being able to uh, respond with uh, uh, efficiency when it comes to medically helping out as well, not just uh, defending ourselves. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yep. And then all the other vendors there were great, too. Um uh yeah there's Bursa. brown brownells and bursa yeah yeah i mean there were so many i mean i know i'm gonna forget to say some and i'm sorry if i do um but yeah brownells bursa um birchwood casey yeah birchwood casey yeah and then carolina oh, custom foam carolina custom yeah. foam i mean i get the list goes on and on and on phoenix I had a great conversation with, I mean, you know, ammo supplier to ammo manufacturer, great conversation with Justin over there at Phoenix. And it was Justin that came, All right? It wasn't, you know, he didn't send a marketing person. He didn't send uh, a representative. It was him that was there, mm-hmm. which which is always great to connect with the actual people. Yeah, it was, uh, it was extremely, um, extremely impressive with the level of people the vendor sent it's like tactical life sent anthony crisp and you know he's the ceo of tactical life and he he was there and it's like that's pretty cool now he brought his director of operations lance along with him but it was Mm -hmm. uh one of one of those situations where it's like wow you're talking right to the person who can make a lot of decisions for you right away and that's where you know the whole basis behind uh you know the uh, train and learn is building these strategic alliances to where not only do I get something out of, but you get something out of it. And by working together and having an alliance where we both help each other, all of a sudden we make the whole community better. We, you know, we put on better training. We go along, make better products. We go along and, you know, help get the word out about the products that are worth uh, talking about. Those are all things that as uh, influencers, as instructors, uh, who instructors are influencers it really helps out when you think about it and kevin kevin dixie you know several times really went along and uh and reinforced that 
to make sure people realized. And I, and this is one of the things I, I took away from the entire weekend is when a lot of times when people want to approach a manufacturer, it's like, give me, give me, give me, you know, what can, what can I get for free? And he went along and put it in very simple terms. When you say, give me, you're hoping they give you something, but you've also got to realize that that person who's giving you something has a budget, has a job, and they're going to be reviewed on how well them giving you something, it, you know, actually had a return. So somebody can't go along, give out product all day long. And, and then boss say, all right, you did a great job without seeing some kind of return. They want to see you, you know, partnering with them. They want to see you going along and talking about it so they can go along and have a measurable sales figure to say, Hey, that was a really good investment to, you know, let Rob, you know, have a mantis to go along. Patrick, you know, have, you know, a firearm, something, something along those lines, they've got something worthwhile for it. And, uh, that it was a great learning event, but I think it was also a very good uh, event Kevin put on by forming our, our attitudes about how we should be looking at these strategic, um, uh, strategic alliances. Yes, no, absolutely. I mean, kudos to Kevin. I, I know this is this is not his first show at the rodeo, but uh, the the event. I mean, I was I actually signed up for it at the event. I signed up for next year's event at the event. I I said, you know what? I I've already I've already had enough to know that this is a worthwhile investment to do it in the future. Um, mm -hmm. And for anybody who's listening in, I would highly recommend considering going to an event like this uh, or going to the event itself. Uh, it's going to be held in Atlanta next year. I mean, it was just a it was a slam dunk. Like, I thought he was talking to me when he was like, you know, Ben's going to be held next year in Atlanta. And I was like, that, that's where I'm at. <laughs> yeah, for and, you, uh, for you, it's a no brainer. Yeah, yeah. I, I was just like, there is no question why I should not be signed up for it right now. Um, you know, how do I sign up for it for life type of thing? You know, yeah. there were a lot of networking that you could do there and, and just the the relationships and, and understanding how to better your business, um, whether you're an instructor or in my case, a ammunition supplier, um, it, it, it paid tenfold just by going. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And I think one thing to uh, reinforce what I was just talking about the strategic alliances. Kevin Dixie or a lot of the sponsors brought product that was given away at the end of, of uh, day three guns, optics, um, you know, range bags, you know, high quality range bags. And Kevin went along and made sure everybody realized it wasn't a giveaway. It was a create away to where if you were given a product by a vendor on that last day, it wasn't just, Hey, you came here and thank you for coming. It was one of those things where here's a product and we expect you over the next couple of weeks to come out with some good uh, press for that product so that those vendors would see a return for when they gave away a, a, a PCC carving, when they went along, gave out a, you know, pistol, when they put out a red dot system. And I think it really underscored the benefit of the the event overall is it really helped form and shape your thinking about how you look at these uh, alliances that you get with the vendors. I mean, vendors, uh, sponsors, they have a great opportunity to help you out, you know, by in your business and get giving you exposure. But at the same time, you've got to remember somebody's jobs connected to that. And because of that, you've got to give them return in, 
uh, also because otherwise that person could potentially lose their job and that impacts their family and and the community as a whole versus if you work in a strategic alliance you both benefit and you both can you know next time you see each other at shot show or at train to learn or whatever the event is you can go along and be talking about hey how can we do it even better this year instead of going along and saying i won't give you anything more because you almost cost me my job when it came to my annual review something like that yeah yeah, Kevin really drove that home. I know he's been in the industry for quite a while and has this, developed these relationships that uh, will uh, forever last. Um, it, it, it's, it was a strong point that he definitely made was make sure you understand that you have the responsibility to represent these companies if they ever provide you with any type of, even if it was a discount. Um, mm-hmm. If they provide you with a discount, don't forget the hand that fed you. Um and it was super important. And I took that to heart. Um, you know, every every person I talked to, every single um, uh, person that I, I had talked to and formed some uh, relationship other than saying hello or good morning to, I made sure I reconnected with them because you never know where they might go or, you know, what might happen next. Uh, and he, he had a case in point was a uh, tactical life. They had a little falling out and, and I think it was a, was a tactical, uh, tactical Santa, Chris there, you know, mm-hmm. he was saying his, his business was on the, on the, on the cusp of, uh, shutting down his doors, but he came to the event and he turned his business around there in South Carolina there. So, I mean, you never know what potentially could happen in the future, but you just got to keep an open mind and make sure that everybody it's beneficial for everybody. Yeah. And we're going to have uh tactical Santa on talking about how he rebuilt his business for everybody who's out there, because I'm sure, you know, we'd all like to, we all hope that we don't end up to, we're almost ready to close our doors, but at the same time, some of the, some of the, uh, lessons that chris had from going along and rebuilding his business we can probably apply to our business now when things are going good and uh learn learn from some of the hard knocks he had to go through but yeah tactical santa he spoke very highly of how well kevin and the train and learn event helped him turn his business around and uh it's on my calendar for next year although i have not committed because i don't have the family approval yet on it so we'll see but if i can make it next year i will because it was just that that much fun and connections were uh definitely beneficial there yes um, yes indeed well hey patrick um a couple things that i took away that i won't want to bring next year in case people are talking next year i want to bring a wagon one of those nice fold-up wagons because I saw everybody pulling them out of their cars and was like, oh, what do you need those for? I can tell you after eight hours walking between the between the different four events or the four trainings, you you whatever you're carrying gets awfully heavy. And yeah. that was one of the things where I took away from it as well as a sunscreen, a hat, and a bug spray. They had tents up for some of them, but at the same time, I going to bring that next year if i have just to make sure it makes it a little bit easier and i probably would add to that is a chair because uh some of the places had chairs some of the places didn't have chairs yeah Any, yeah anything you'd add to the list uh let's see here i i did not bring a, a buggy or a, a cart and i know i needed one um and yeah you're right it was far away oh i got one for you a uh insulated thermos Okay. Something, something where you can put ice in and because I, it was hot. It was hot. Um, you know, it was maybe, I think it hit 90 degrees, but 
standing in a field at 90 degrees is not fun. <laughs> yeah. And they said it was, this year was better than it was last year. Last year was even hotter. So I could imagine um, it, it, it must have been really cooking last year. That's all I can say. Yeah. Yeah. And there was, you know, there's a little bit of shade with the tents and whatnot. But I mean, think about it this way. If you're going to perform, you're always going to perform showing up the best you can. Mm-hmm. But when you're showing up the best you can, you're going to be under a lot of stress and your body is just going to be hyper, um, hypersensitive to the heat and, and the elements that are around you. Um, and, you know, unless it's a real combat environment, you're eventually going to wear out. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, exactly. By, by, by the end of the fourth session, I was like, okay, I need a seat. <laughs> <laughs> I know the feeling. Well, hey, Patrick, can you tell us a little bit about what you do on your uh, on your gun food uh, Instagram channel and such? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, first of all, we have uh, the gun food um, on Instagram. Um, you can look us up there. Please uh, feel free to add us um, and, and share some of our content. I, I will have more stuff coming out uh, very soon. We have a very busy schedule with all the events that we are sponsoring. Um uh, coming up here shortly, but also, uh, please visit the gunfood.com, um, subscribe, uh, subscribe to the list. We provide some information. We highlight some instructors. We, uh, provide some insight for events and, you know, the latest news when it comes to, uh, certain things that are relatively related to ammunition. And, um, yeah, we, we have a, uh, pr- pretty decent comprehensive, uh, email list. I don't know if you received the email today or not, um, but it was uh, it was a pretty good one explaining the events that we have gone to and the events that we're going to and uh, some of the things that we're getting involved with. Um, and then, of course, you know, if you're ever looking for ammunition, just stop at the gunfood.com. Um, we have very competitive pricing. Everything that's listed is in stock, ready to go. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to definitely make sure I uh, get on your mailing list because uh, looking at some of your prices, they're uh, very competitive. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah, we uh we opened up our consumer portal so that it it made uh it makes it so that it's a lot easier. Uh, you don't have to buy in bulk for us to ship to you, mm-hmm. um, and everything ships insured too. So you know you don't have to worry about paying the extra twelve fifteen dollars to have a package insured. It's already included in the uh, shipping cost. Mm-hmm. Good. Well, hey, um, we've been asking all our guests this year to or this season to name an event class or place they feel that two a people should uh, do or see um sometime just to appreciate our rights here in, in uh, united states of america what's mm-hmm. your suggestion for our, our listeners oh rob i'm i'm i'm, I'm, I'm actually uh, there there are two things i want to say for this one so if you are uh, an instructor. Uh, one of the events that I have been doing for the past couple of years is the uh, Legally Armed in Detroit. And that's at the end of July. I believe it's the last weekend of July. Yes. So, yeah. Rick Ector's putting that on. Rick so, Ector's yep. On and that that's a great event. If you're an instructor, uh, one of the things I tell all the instructors who I have personally invited is this is not going to be teach them everything you know. This is going to be teach them enough for them to be safe in about eight minutes. Mm-hmm. And so it goes fast. Like you, you're you're pretty much you're, you're putting a, a firearm in their hand and about three minutes later, they have a live round in the chamber ready to go. Um, 
basically you have to work on your elevator pitch. Uh, and, And that helps instructors get in the habit of saying the same stuff and doing the same stuff so that it's nice and easy. Um, and it's and then, a great, great event to network because Rick's going to have about 30 plus instructors there and it gives you a chance to, you know, meet them, rub elbows with them. And then he puts what close to, I think a thousand women through his uh, weekend for. Yes. Yes. A uh, thousand. Uh, it's actually about, well, it's a thousand per site and he runs, he operates out of two sites. Okay. So, yeah, I, I think the goal is going to be about 2000 this year. Um, if you're interested, you know, I, reach out to Rick, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. He's uh, out there because he uh, he always needs more help and more hands to put the event on because he does it completely free. Uh, Phoenix Ammo supplies ammo uh, to him for everybody to be shooting. And it's a great way from a community education event to give back a little bit, make those connections. And you never know who you might meet or what it might turn into. Yeah, yeah. So, and then uh, the other uh, course that I would say, or re- this is a course now, um, would be the, um, let's see, I would say take one of Brian Hill's courses from the Complete Combatant. Brian and Shelley uh, have developed a curriculum that I just admire. I, uh, you know, we all talk about tactics. We all talk about you know, being the fastest to draw, the fastest to shoot, the fastest or the most accurate and et cetera and so on. But sometimes what it takes is a little bit of mindset development and their mindset development courses, whether it's uh, their reactionary cards or, or the uh, defensive mindset courses that they have. It's something else. I, I, I just can't wait. I can't get enough of their coursework because it, it really teaches you. Uh, when you can and can't use force and also how to teach when you can and can't use force. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Brian does a a great instructor course. And then Shelly, we've had on uh, previously talking about the image uh, based uh, decision drills that she does with her cards. And it really, if you go back and listen to it, it really goes along and hones in on getting the mind to recognize and react and know what, know how to identify the best the best course of action i mean obviously anything you do if you're being threatened but which one's the best way of doing it and doing it in the practice uh, arena definitely gives you time to you know do a do a redo take a mulligan on that one and see see what will happen next time you turn the card over so great yeah. suggestions there really great yeah. well patrick where can people find out courses that you are teaching and uh where they can buy some of your ammo at well, it's pretty easy. Go to thegunfood.com. Um, we want to be your ammunition supplier. We ship to uh, 48 out of the 50 states. Um, and, you know, depending on your state restrictions, we do have to abide by those. But essentially, uh, ammo goes out the same day you purchase. It, there's no delay. Um, in most cases, uh, you'll receive your ammo within the reasonable transit time um, from Atlanta, Georgia. So it's a, you know, an easy option for folks to select. Do you do local pickup? We do local pickup as well. Okay. Yes. Uh, yep. I'll be going through uh, Atlanta here in a couple months. And maybe I'll uh, swing by on my way. Absolutely. Back <laughs> that would be good. Okay. Last question. What's your Instagram channel for everybody? It is easy. It's the underscore gun underscore food. 
Super. Well, Patrick, I appreciate your time tonight. Uh, very informative. Appreciate you doing the uh, review of the Train and Learn event. Uh, can't recommend highly enough for people to uh, really consider attending Kevin Dixie's event. Make those connections. Make those strategic alliances. And you never know what that might turn into long term. So really yeah. good. All uh, right. Well, Rob, thank you for having me, man. No problem. Hopefully we'll have you on uh, again, maybe uh, on a different topic. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Absolutely. I'm here. Have, have a good one. Thank you, Patrick. All right. You too. Well, that's a wrap for this episode, and I hope you'll share it with your friends. And as you could tell, Patrick and I had a very good time at the Train to Learn event, and I'm hoping you might even consider joining us next year at the 2024 Train to Learn event in Atlanta, Georgia. Also, check out the other Concealed Carry podcast, the original Concealed Carry podcast with Riley Bowman, the Off-Duty, On-Duty podcast with Brian Eastridge. Don't forget about the Guardian Conference, September 15th through the 17th. And if you've got suggestions, email them to me at ftp at concealedcarry.com. I always appreciate hearing from listeners, and I will reply back if you've got questions or suggestions. Also, think about leaving us comments on our website, Fire Trainer Podcast. On the website, you can also go along and search our previous episodes for specific topics. So whether you're a new instructor or an old instructor, if you've got questions about social media, about difficult students, about additional training, or you just need something to get you through the night, you can check out our website and listen to uh, plenty of podcasts. We're up over 200 podcasts right now. So that is a wealth of information with a lot of great guests that you can uh, tap into as instructors. Also want to remind you, visit our sponsors, especially the Firearm Trainers Association at ftaprotect.com and check out their instructor insurance. Establishing your business and getting certified was your first step. Now, get coverage through the FTA. And remember, as a listener to this podcast, use a promo code FTP10 for 10% off. We're bringing this podcast support in the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearm instructor in America dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. Stay safe out there, everyone. Concealed Carry Inc. and ConcealedCarry.com strives to share helpful information and education about gun-related topics, training tips, and other things that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. The information contained in this podcast is intended in good faith, but it is important to understand that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand laws that apply to them. Nothing in this podcast should be misconstrued as legal advice or counsel.